Dogs are an important part of our lives. That means protecting them from parasites. Ask your vet about NexGuard Plus, a Foxaloner, Moxidectin, and Pyrantal chewable tablets. NexGuard Plus chews provide one-and-done monthly protection against fleas, ticks, heartworm disease, roundworms, and hookworms. Plus, they're delicious and easy to give. Use with caution in dogs with a history of seizures or neurologic disorders. Dogs should be tested for existing heartworm infection prior to starting a preventive. Ask about NexGuard Plus Choose. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Brother from Another. Always good to see Vinny Goodwill. And if you don't know him as Vinny Goodwill, maybe you grew up with him. Around the way, maybe you went. You know, you were you were in the same school, second or third grade, with Vincent Goodwill. Were you Vincent Goodwill back there? Or were you all, back then? Or were you always Vinny? Vinny. I was definitely Vincent, but I wasn't really answering to it. How about that? You what? Does that make sense? Oh man, even even that early, that early, you weren't answering to it. Did you have another nickname growing up in the streets of Detroit? Another nickname besides Vinny that you can share with us? Yeah. That's- no, there's there's nothing I can share. We'll just say that. <laughs> nothing, I can, nothing I can share. My friends have given me a nickname. My sister has a nickname for me. But all I will say is I am Vinny because my daddy's name is the same name as mine. So I was okay. never going to be Vincent because that was his name. Okay. Okay, I get it. Now, listen, we're talking about, I'm bringing up Detroit for a reason. And I just want to know what kind of, Detroiter you are because you know like some people when uh, you know when they're when they're when their group when their team when their city is not getting support some people want that support from the mainstream they want it that they, they, they want you hey why aren't you paying attention to us I think of soccer fans they say they want the support hey why aren't you talking about soccer hey why aren't you talking about the World Cup it's a beautiful game you keep talking about basketball and football, but you're not talking about soccer, the real football. You don't know what you're missing. And then when you get on board with some of the soccer people, they'd be like, what the hell are you talking about? You don't even know what you're talking about. You don't know soccer. And I just wonder, you know, Detroit, a lot of people made fun of Detroit. They still make fun of Detroit, made fun of the Lions. You make fun of the Lions. You left the Lions. But now that this is championship week, they're one win away, Vinny, from going to the Super Bowl. And I I think I remember somebody who looked like you wearing a beautiful shirt like that with a backdrop like yours, with a voice like yours, saying something like, I think I quote verbatim, they ain't going to no damn Super Bowl. I think that was said right here. A brother from another. They ain't going to no damn Super Bowl. Stop that. So here they are, one win away from the Super Bowl. Are you excited that America loves Detroit? Or do you feel sorry for us? Do you feel sorry for the people who think the Lions are going to Vegas and going to represent all of us in the Super Bowl? I'm trying to figure out who us is. Who's us? Just, I just want clarity. Who's us? Oh, hey, America. America loves Detroit right now. Haven't you heard this? America loves the Detroit Lions. This is the sentimental favorite. Maybe not the betting favorite, but the sentimental favorite. <clears throat> it's a great story. You, yeah, yeah, This team has never been one of the handful of teams. Some of the sorriest franchises out there have been to the Super Bowl. But the Detroit Lions, who've been around longer than you've been alive, longer than I've been alive, longer than Dan Campbell has been alive, have never been. Like, how could you not be excited? They've hosted a Super Bowl. Detroit has hosted two Super Bowls. But the Lions have never been to the Super Bowl. Come on, how could you not get excited about this underdog story? Everybody loves an underdog, Vinny. Well, it's funny because... No, no, see, see, see. 
Don't back me into a corner. I won't say I'm not okay, impressed. I'm what just... I will say is, look, look, it's been an impressive season. It's been an impressive run. There's a saying that we have in Detroit has become branded, and you will see a bunch of people with hoodies and T-shirts and stuff like that. It's called Detroit versus everybody. And the scenario that you are painting presents a picture that is the antithesis of Detroit mm-hmm. versus everybody because everybody wants to get on board. Dan Campbell has said, you know, there's no more seats on his bandwagon. I'm not coming on. Y'all go ahead. Y'all go ahead. That's fine. Am I happy for Detroit Lions fans? Absolutely. You have stuck with this toxic relationship for decades and decades and has given you nothing. And now you are finally, finally starting to reap some of the rewards, right? It's okay. Right. The it, look, this season now. is a su- this is a successful season for the Lions, even if they get blown out by the San Francisco 49ers this weekend. Even they get wet. See, this, see that's, that's the problem. That's the problem. The problem. You're the problem. You're the problem. No. It's not the Lions. It's you. It's you. You're the problem. Because I just why would presented you say a that? Scenario, I just presented a scenario that's positive. That me no, no, it's and not. all of my... <laughs> yes, it is. You said, yes, even if they get blown out. That, okay, that's one of those... Relationship-wise, here, here's a relationship tip. That's from the previous relationship. You're bringing something from the previous relationship to the beautiful thing that's happening right now. Like y'all out to dinner and then you're saying something like, hey, even if you leave me or even if you stab me in the back, even if you disrespect me, this has been fun. And, and, and she's like, wait a minute. I, I haven't talked about leaving you. I haven't disrespected. Why would you say that? Where is that coming from? That's from your previous relationship. That's from the from from the the shampoo chronicles, whatever y'all had, whatever you had going on in your apartment uh, back in the day with, with some whatever the whole thing. That's from that era. Oh, you you thought I forgot about that? <laughs> I caught you off guard with that one. You thought I forgot about that? <laughs> no, nah, I didn't forget. Touche. Yeah. Some good yeah. stories. Oh, some good stories, Benny. Yeah, 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 but see, this I is new. This that. is new. This yes. this has legs. This is a relationship that doesn't have to end <clears throat> with a depressing Detroit winter. This relationship is going to Vegas. Are you wait, oh, wait, 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 wait. Let's stop stop all this hyperbole. Stop all this hyperbole. <laughs> Stop all this hyperbole. Stop all this nonsense. Cut the music. Cut the music. Okay. Are you telling me on Al Gore's internet on this here day that on come Sunday at 930 Eastern time when the game is expected to be over, are you telling me that the Detroit Lions will walk out of Santa Clara? Walk out. NFC champions? going to Las Vegas yeah. for the Super Bowl? Or are you just saying, oh, let's just celebrate Detroit no, no, and everything else? Good. Are you telling no, me no, that Detroit is actually going to win day. the game? It's a new day. No, no. It's a new day. Uh, okay, yeah. that's fine. Yes, yeah. I'm telling you, are you they're going to win the game. I'm telling you, they're going to win the game. I'm telling you, the Lions will win the game. And will they walk mm. out? Not only will they walk out, <clears throat> they will walk out. Mm. They will have great posture. Mm. They will be smiling. Heads. Keep your head to the sky. I know that's not a Detroit group, mm. but hey, close enough. All right, shout out, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Keep your head to the sky mm. because the Detroit Lions are the better team. They're the better mm. team. Wow. They're going to win the game. And are you, saying you know, sometimes. Better as in unequivocally better, better as in healthier, better as in playing at the right time. No. Are, you, are you telling me that they're just. Flat out, better roster, man for man, better coaching. I just need to hear that. I just need to hear you say that. Okay. All right. This has happened a few times. This has happened a few times in NFL history, conference championship games and Super Bowls. It's happened in Super Bowls a few times where in the moment you look at one team that has a better reputation. That's got all the pro bowlers that has all the the ink has all the attention and you think they are playing a team 
that doesn't have that and you think they're much better. But history is kind to that team that is usually ignored and kind of disrespected. History is kind to them because we come back in five years and 10 years and say, oh, wait a minute. Oh, they had them? They had them? I'm telling you, Vinny, when you look back, you're going to say they had Laporta. They had Gibbs. They, they had uh, Sewell and Decker and Ragnow on the offensive line. They, they, oh, oh, they had Aiden Hutchinson. You're going to look at these. You're going to look at these players and say, we didn't know that they were just ascending. They were just ascending at the right time. And we talked so much about San Francisco's talent. They had Amon Ross St. Brown who didn't shockingly shockingly didn't make the pro bowl. Are you kidding me? We talk about Brandon. Ayuk. I take St. Brown over. Ayuk. Yeah, I said it. Yeah, I said it. I take St. Brown over. Ayuk. and let me go even further. I take him over Debo. Why? Because he's available. His availability his reliability is higher than Debo's Debo's ceiling is higher. Debo's highlights are better, but if I, I, I don't want highlights. I don't want ceiling. I, it's all you know this. You know it much better than I do. Detroit, you know what Detroit wants? So you don't have to worry about this. Y'all in LA, you in San Diego, you in Miami. You don't know what I'm talking about, but Vinny knows because Vinny grew up in Detroit. I grew up in uh, Akron, Ohio. It's cold like January. It's cold. You want you know what you want? You don't want a nice looking car. You want a car that on a cold day in January, you get in that thing. It will start. I need my car to start. I need my heat to be on. I don't need the look. I need substance. Detroit Lions are substance. San Francisco 49ers have the look. Woo. Woo. I can't wait till Sunday. And go ahead, text me. Text me because you are you always you always good for some ignorant text. I see that sign still behind you, that little Michigan sign. You always good for some ignorant text when Ohio State is losing to Michigan. Uh, you've been you've been good for that the last three years. But uh, why don't you send me a text on Sunday night? I look forward to it. I don't know what you want the text to say. I think you are giving the San Francisco 49ers. I think you're not giving them enough credit. I think you're looking at names and uh, and pre- and pretending that this is not a tough football team like the San Francisco 49ers have been a They're quarterback tough. away have been a quarterback away what? from basically being the best team in football the past few years oh, oh is that right am I, oh, am I wrong wait wait what? am I wrong what what wait, wait a minute let me just check here because I you know, I thought Brock Purdy was uh, t- on the Tom Brady track what happened I'm sorry, did Brock, Purdy play, did, did Brock Purdy play in the playoff game last year that the 49ers lost, or was he He not? did. He did. He played. Did he, he play? Played. Did he really play? He played. Did he really play? Briefly. Did they have, did no, they he have played. He got hurt. He got hurt. He got hurt in the game, but he played. Y'all see what he does? Y'all see what he does? Y'all see, see what he does? Y'all see what he does? I'm he saying he played in the game, and he got hurt. Okay. Okay. Hey, he played in the game, then he got hurt. It's like Debo Debo played in the game against the Packers. He played. And he got hurt. So that okay. happens in football. You know, you play in the game. It's a very physical sport. Guys are bigger, faster, stronger than they, they've ever been. And sometimes you get hurt. But I'm telling you, and, and, I'm and, excited. And no, 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 no. Because you've been no, disingenuous go ahead, go ahead, long go ahead. enough. You've been disingenuous <laughs> long enough. He's talking about big and strong and healthy. Like we ain't see Frank Ragnall get his leg run up under two times last week then bigger and stronger yeah. and healthier like we didn't see Sam Laporta get hurt and then re-hurt and they got to put uh heating packs on his knee while the Lions are on defense so don't play and act like the Lions don't have big time holes as they do as have injuries health. they do but they just don't whine about it they don't they, and if they lose the game if they lose they're not gonna whine about it and say hey if we had Laporta if we had Ragnow, we would have won. We're really the best team as somebody else goes to the Super Bowl. That's why I can't stand the 49ers. You're right. I, mm. I, I have a mm. little I have a little thing against them because they just never accept animus. what happens. They you never accept animus. what happens. So okay. uh, I'm okay. I, I, I look forward to the game. I'm not saying they're chumps, the Niners. Obviously a good team. 
They're the number one seed in the NFC. It's going to take Dan Campbell's best game. It's going to take the Lions' best game to come out of here with a victory. But I do expect them to uh, to win this game. It'll be a classic. But I like Detroit. And then what are you going to do, Vinny? Like, what are you going to do? What's your, like, your mind is just going to explode because you can't even, you can't even reconcile the Detroit Lions as conference champions. The Detroit Lions in the Super Bowl. You don't even know what to do with that. What are you going to do? You haven't thought about it because you don't think it's going to happen. You don't believe. I'm going to go on and live and, you know, pretty much pretend like, you know, like I didn't expect it to happen because I don't expect it to happen. It is not inconceivable to see the Lions go to the Super Bowl, right? I won't be in Las Vegas for it. I, once again, I want to be very clear. I quit the Detroit Lions on July 27th, 1999. I quit them. And it was further cemented by the Lions fans who, on that day and subsequent weeks after, they buried Barry Sanders. They blamed him. That was the reason I would never come back to the Lions as a fan. I feel nothing when I watch them play. If I feel anything, I feel happiness for the people who have stuck with them, right? I think, you know, some of those aerial shots, the Sunday Night Football shots, both games have been on NBC. So you get the nice drones and it's flying over downtown and it's showing, you know, Detroit downtown being revitalized and you get all the Motown music on the bumpers and all that stuff. Mm, Really cool. I like it. Really, really cool. No problem against Mike Tirico, a guy who, you know, lives in Ann Arbor, which is about an hour away. He's taken up the flag for Detroit and is able to give a lot of context to long-suffering Lions fans. But now that you remove emotion from it, and you got to play football, you're not playing against 50 years of futility. You're not in 144 decibels and all that inside that dome at Ford Field. You're not at anything. You're at Levi Stadium. You're in hostile territory. You're not going against Baker Mayfield. You're, You're going against Brock Purdy. I'm it's not Levi's saying. Stadium. It said, "What about Santa Clara?" It's not friendly. It ain't. It ain't. It okay. ain't friendly confines. Okay. It ain't right. friendly confines. I will say that there's one slight parallel. This is they one too bougie. Parallel. They too bougie to be hostile. And Santa, they too bougie. They ain't hostile. Okay. I'm, they're I'm just a, like I'm let you know they're something. condescending. I'm let you know something. They're condescending. Detroit. Good. Detroit got bougie too, in case you didn't know. And if Detroit goes yes. to the Super Bowl, y'all will see all of bougie in Las Vegas. And y'all it. be like, where did where this bougie come from? I didn't know Detroit had this bougie. Yes, there's black bougie in Detroit. Here's where I will give you one compliment right. about the Lions okay. and, and one parallel. Okay. I'll give you one parallel. You ready? All right. All right. I'm ready. I'm ready. 1990, 1992, the Dallas Cowboys, the upstart Dallas Cowboys, Walked in the Candlestick Park against the standard, the San Francisco 49ers. Steve Young, Jerry Rice, John Taylor, all those guys. And you knew that the Cowboys had guys on the come up. Michael Irvin, Emmitt Smith, Trey Aikman. They weren't the household names to that point. They were just a team that was on the move. And they shocked the 49ers. If I remember in that game, you know, the 49ers were favored by, you know, 7 to 10. Like, it was not expected that Dallas would come in, win that game, win the Super Bowl, win three of the next four Super Bowls or as, as, in a whole. So, yeah, I can see there being a, a symbolic changing of the guard, so to speak. I will give the parallels that. But I will also say you have to be very careful to buy into narrative. You have to be very, very careful to buy into storyline because – Tampa Bay wasn't that good, and they were a drive away from tying that game, right? The Rams have been a mess all year, and if they just got one stop, they you get Stafford the ball. Only say one stop. Yeah. If they call that pass interference on third down, mm-hmm. on that last Rams drive, we talk, we're having okay. a completely different discussion. So it's not like the Lions have been dominating. They've been winning playoff games, which you do not have winning. to apologize for, especially when you've won one playoff game before this in the past 60 damn years. But let's not pretend like this team is flawless. Let's not pretend like San Francisco 
don't doesn't have strength up the middle as far as their defense. What does the what do the Lions do when they're exploiting your defense? They work up the middle. They work in the tight ends. They work in Laporta. They work in Jameer Gibbs. I don't think you're gonna be working up the middle against the San Francisco defense. You got to work the outside. You got to make Jared Goff actually beat you. And I'm not saying he's incapable, but I'm saying that is the best route for success for San Francisco. And if Jared Goff beats you, I will applaud him from afar. And San Francisco will have to tip their cap. All right. Okay. Uh, you know, I, I just—it's just now, really now, interesting. Now, now, now what's, I, now what's now, that's logic, right? That's logic. That's not emotion. That, that is. It's that's good logic. Narrative. It's good logic. None of that. No, it's good. None of that. I, I just, you know, speaking of narrative, and a lot of football is about narrative. I, I'm, I'm being serious here. A lot of it is about narrative, and sometimes it works in my favor. You know, I'll I'll perpetuate a narrative that I know is not okay. That's not necessarily the the whole truth. It's just the truth right now. But you know, is this sustainable? Sometimes it works in my favor. Sometimes it doesn't. I'll just say this, and, and we'll move on to another topic. You got a lot to get to. Why don't we assume that that Brock Purdy, who was drafted in 2022, right, last pick in 2022, <clears throat> like we just just like. It's a couple years ago. Why do we assume that he is who he appears to be, who he, who he appeared to be the first 20-something games of his career as opposed to what he's been lately? He's like Jared Goff has had good stretches too, but Jared Goff's body of work makes people say, oh, he's good if he's in the right situation, if he's got the right coaching They'll give context to Jared Goff because there's a large body of work. But with Brock Purdy, we assume that the body of work, very limited, is the real thing. In other words, I don't know if Brock Purdy is better than Jared Goff. I don't know that. They might be even. Goff might be better than Purdy. Nobody says that. Why not? He might be better than Purdy. Purdy, I don't know what he's going to be in two years. I don't think he's going to be an MVP candidate. I don't think we'll be talking about him in the top five like we were earlier this year. He was an MVP candidate. He was a favorite at one point. Mm -hmm. I don't Mm -hmm. think we'll say, oh, it's Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Brock Purdy, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, Brock Purdy. I don't think so. So that's another important matchup that I'll be watching. How does golf play? Golf's been to a Super Bowl. How does golf play in that big game? He's been in a conference championship and he's won it. Brock Purdy has been in a conference championship conference championship game. He got hurt, not his fault, and then he had his uh, his storytellers make excuses for him uh, for a year. Look at now. you! Look at you! Look at anyway, you! Anyway, anyway, I, I, I'm done with it. Hate, I'm done with it. That hate is emanating. I'm that like like there is it's literally <laughs> like you are sitting outside near one of those heated benches and you just see smoke yeah. coming from coming from your head. You are. Uh, unabashed hater. Yeah, I get it. And, and I speaking res- of, I respect. I respect. Can it. I can I tag on to it? Can I tag sure. on to the hate really briefly? Brief brief hate topic. I just want to hear what you have to say about it because I, can we get a shot really of that uh, that Vinny sign again? I just want everybody to know if you're not a follower, a regular follower of the program behind him, he's got New Day and he's got one seventeen to seventy four. That is the aggregate. Aggregate uh, Michigan versus Ohio State the last three years. Michigan 117, Ohio State 74. Uh, three, 0 and 3 for Ohio State. Ryan Day, three straight losses against Harbaugh and Michigan. Not even Harbaugh. Two against Harbaugh, one against Sharon Moore. He even lost to Sharon Moore. He lost to the OC. <laughs> oh, man, that's just bad. Anyway, I just wanted, I want to know what you have to say about Harbaugh, a Michigan man. Oh, I'm a good Michigan man. I played there, got us to a national championship, undefeated. Hey, hey, listen, I'm not worried about the NFL. I'm right here in Michigan. He's going to the pros. I just wonder how you feel about your coach going to the pros and leaving a program behind that is going to be dealing with some NCAA sanctions. He hit it and quit it, bruh. I mean, he got in, he got his championship. Now he's out. I'm just wondering, is this good? You happy for Harbaugh? Good for, like, what? This I just want to hear some. Just give me some words on so you, Harbaugh. So you you are trying to back me into a corner. 
I'm not, and I'm whenever, just asking you a question. Know, I just when, asked you. Whenever, I just asked when, you. look, and look, and look, our producer, Gary Carter, he is a DC native. You know who else is a DC native? Sugar Ray Leonard. When Sugar Ray Leonard got backed into a corner by a marvelous Marvin Hagler, you know what he did? He punched himself out, right? He punched himself out of the corner. He boxed himself out of a corner. So here's what I'm going to do. Michigan is the national champion, the reigning national champion. It has sent Ohio State spiraling to the transfer portal and to the assistant coach portal to the point. Ugh. Y'all ain't, when's the last time y'all won a game? Y'all, last time y'all beat Michigan was last decade, okay? Somewhere in 2019, <laughs> right? 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 And then, and then before, and then a couple years before that, people don't want to remember, there was like, you know, trouble with the spot. Remember how close that spot was where those Ohio yeah, State officials. You know, mm-hmm. get granted y'all a spot that y'all shouldn't have. Okay, cool. If Jim Harbaugh leaves Michigan with three straight wins on Ohio State over his jacket for a total score of 117 to 74, mm-hmm. right? And a national championship and consecutive undefeated regular seasons and three straight college football playoff appearances, he's done his job. He can go okay. and say, mission accomplished. Jim Harbaugh is one of the best coaches in football. He's one of the best coaches football has ever seen. College pros, people play for I mean, him. He is. We've look, seen a lot of coaches. I mean, look, I mean college look, football look, been around oh, for a long time. We've seen a lot of coaches. We've seen a lot of coaches. Okay, okay. Lot I'm of sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We call Pete Carroll one of the greatest f- football coaches football has ever seen. That's what I'm saying. And, and he, he was in college. And in a Super Bowl. <laughs> And Jim yep. Harbaugh ha- has won a national title and come within a whisker of winning the Super Bowl against his brother and going to cons- yeah. what three came a whisper away NFC. I love that. Three of, he came a whisper a three away. Three four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So See, that's the leaves, story. That's how the story goes. See, that's how the story, the story goes when you. You know the story. No, I'm just saying. You, you like know the story, y'all? Everything. Y'all know the story. I know the story. Know the story. I know story. it. I've seen you the sign. I've seen it. You know the story. I've seen enough of it. I the told you it was recent. 1774. You say nothing. You sit in the corner. You sit at the kiddie table. You say nothing I don't for mind the, the next table. 11 months. You say nothing. I don't mind the kiddie table. Okay, we'll see. I'll say something when the, when the penalty How comes dare out. You? But y'all won't care about the penalty. How dare you we won't care about the penalty. Face. We got our national championship. Yeah. Ohio State's got national championships too. We got multiple national championships. Hey, oh, we got wait, multiple wait, wait, championships wait, 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 this on, decade. Hold on, hold on. This this hold century. On, hold on. Hold on. What? I just memory just came. Memory just serves. I feel like I just the something just came to the to the Starship fleet inside the USS Menile. You know what happened? <laughs> then Ohio State gets some games vacated. Then they get some national a national title vacated by the NCAA no, not, for the gold pants. Oh, no, it's a Fiesta title. Bowl. It's a Fiesta Bowl. Oh, okay. oh it's like y'all didn't okay. win anything that year. Y'all just did all that okay. to win a Fiesta NCAA. Bowl over some gold pants. It's, so if you want to play holy, Ohio State yeah. is not the Oh, no, no, I don't. You oh, no. To play oh, I don't. Holy. It's just the opposite. It is unholy. It is unholy. It is a football school all the way. These athletes, Cardell Jones, the I love his, the, the poet Cardell Jones. He said, I, I, I major in football. I came to Ohio State to major in football. That's the spirit. That's the energy I'm looking for. I need more people like that. If Kyle McCord thought that way, maybe he wouldn't have run off to Syracuse. Maybe he would have been able to go into Ann Arbor and get a victory. Anyway, I'm moving on. I'm moving on. I'm moving on. CJ I want to talk about the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Can't get a win against the Harbaugh in that poetic. See, I'm trying to to move on. See, man, I'm trying to move on. I'm trying to move on. You just keep bringing up old stuff. Why do you keep bringing up old stuff? Dogs are an important part of our lives, and keeping them protected is a top priority, especially against nasty parasites. That's why you got to check out NextGuard Plus, a Foxaloner, Moxidectin, and Pyrantal chewable tablets. NextGuard Plus chews provide one-and-done monthly protection that kills fleas and ticks, prevents heartworm disease, Plus, it treats and controls roundworms and hookworms. That's a whole lot of protection packed into a delicious beef-flavored, soft chew designed to make monthly dosing easy and enjoyable. So the next time you're at the vet, ask about NextGuard Plus Chews. They're the one-and-done monthly parasite protection you want for your dog. Use with caution in dogs with a history of seizures or neurologic disorders. Dogs should be tested for existing heartworm infection prior to starting a preventive. Do you want a beautiful lawn? 
Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. All right. Uh, I do want to ask you about this. Speaking of some underhanded tactics, like what you're doing mm. here is just fun. That's fun. Okay. I, mm. I understand what you're mm. doing with your sign, mm. but some truly mm. underhanded tactics went down yesterday in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. It, this mm. is underhanded Vinny. So Adrian Griffin, rookie coach. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really old mm. enough to tell you that I covered him. I covered him I, way back when I was covering the NBA and I was covering the Boston Celtics. Adrian Griffin was on the Celtics. As a matter of fact, I saw Vince Carter kind of hit a buzzer beater. Right? It was like five, like 10, 15 feet away from me. Uh, Vince Carter buzzer beater right over Adrian uh, Griffin, who played good defense, but Vince Carter got the better of him. Anyway, great guy. Uh, was even as a player, a coach on the floor, that kind of guy. You talked about him that way. Rookie coach. Second best record in the NBA. I'm not saying he was perfect. We know he wasn't. But they fired Adrian Griffin. And they replaced him with a consultant that they Mm. paired him up with. Hey, hey, brother, you need a mentor. You need a mentor. Mm. Let me get you a mentor. Hey, how about Doc Rivers? You know, hey, Mm. he's not a threat. He's on TV. He's like, he's a coach on TV. Like he's been through it. He's been through Orlando. We did the count, right? Orlando, Boston, the Clippers, Philly, four-time coach. Now he's in the next phase of his career broadcasting. How about we bring in this consultant, Doc Rivers, to help you out? And a month later, Doc Rivers is replacing Adrian Griffin. The consultant now has the job. And I'll say it's underhanded, not by Doc, but by the Bucks. Because they're kind of floating it out there. I'm reading some of the stuff where they say, oh, well, we just had we had an opportunity to get an upgrade. That math ain't mathing. Doc Rivers was fired in May of 2023. He was fired in May, meaning he was available in May. <clears throat> Adrian Griffin <throat> was hired in June, meaning there was a space where you want an upgrade. I could tell you before it even starts. I can tell you that Doc Rivers is an upgrade over Adrian Griffin. Why'd you hire the dude? Doc Rivers was available. Now you change your mind. I think that's a bunch of BS. I just didn't I don't like the way it went down. I respect Doc uh, as a motivator, as a leader, but uh, something, uh, something is rotten in Denmark. Something is rotten. What do you think, Vinny? I think there is a lot to be dissected here. I think from the standpoint of Adrian Griffin, from the standpoint of any coach, here's my thinking, especially if you are a franchise and win now mode. If you're in a franchise and win now mode, you have a very hard sell and hiring a coach who's never coached before. But if you have determined that this coach is not going to help you get to the NBA Finals. At the very least, that's what the Milwaukee Bucks should be trying to get to. They've won one playoff series since winning the NBA title in 2021. One playoff series, right? That was on Mike Budenholzer's watch. Holzer's watch, excuse me. He got fired. You don't have time to say, okay, we're going to give you the season. I've seen so many people say, just give them the season. This ain't charity. If you've made the decision, if your players have internally made the decision this guy ain't it then you have to move Mm. on it's ugly it ain't pretty all those things but clearly it was two things one 
Giannis Antetokounmpo was the driving force behind the Adrian Griffin hiring, right? Nick Nurse was supposedly a leader in the clubhouse, and then he was nowhere to be found after that, and then he surfaced in Philadelphia. That, to me, says, hey, man, I don't like this dude. I think we should hire Adrian Griffin. And Giannis being a guy who has threatened, you know, to leave via free agency when his contract was up and you're trying to get him to sign an extension so he can hang around. And then shortly after you hire the coach, he signs his, his extension. Yeah, if we're playing a game of Clue, I know who did it. Yeah. I know what I know what yeah. weapon was used, okay? But Amen. just because that was the case, just because that was the case, doesn't mean that you as an organization have to be completely tied to it. And because after a 30 and 13 mark or whatever the record was, and we have all this evidence over the past couple of months, we've been hearing stuff about Adrian Griffin and his job being in jeopardy almost since the first month of the season, which is very, very, very rare. So that points to me and says that the organization was not fully behind him to begin with that pretty much maybe Giannis in the locker room initially was, and then things started to crumble a little bit. And it's not a situation like Joe Mazzula in Boston where Mazzula was selected by the front office. This feels like Giannis had the strongest voice there. The organization went behind him, and they didn't necessarily have the full support beyond, hey, this is just what our player wants. Now you look at on the floor. Their defense was bad. The defense was bad. Their strength of schedule was the easiest schedule in the league. And they've been blown out by the Utah Jazz. They've been blown out by the Cleveland Cavaliers. And then subsequently, they will go and blow out the Boston Celtics on national TV to the point that the Celtics starters are sitting to start the second half of games. That shows you the firepower. And if we're going to point to Doc Rivers, who was a quote-unquote consultant after the in-season tournament, A... Doc Rivers didn't walk in there himself. Somebody else had to bring him in there, okay? Someone else had to ask him for his counsel, okay? All right, cool. Usually, usually, I don't think they brought Doc to tell them something that they didn't feel like they already knew, okay? Doc wasn't going to go in there and observe something and say, hey, you guys are doing it wrong. They literally brought him in there as a matter of seemingly a confirmation bias. You know what confirmation bias is, right? Because we are people right. of first impression. We know yeah. we know what we know. We know what we observe. And then we find ways to confirm it through other voices or other outside yeah. evidence. And the other outside evidence was Doc Rivers. I will say this. I will say this about Doc Rivers walking into this situation. He has failed to bring a title to the Clippers. He failed to elevate the Philadelphia 76ers over the hump. And some of that will lay directly at his feet, but not all. With the Clippers, your two main stars, you had to worry about A, one of them choking, and one of them being healthy. And Philadelphia, you had to worry about both of your stars choking and maybe one of them not being healthy. I don't think you have to worry about in Milwaukee, both of your stars showing up yeah, to play. Good point. We've seen Dame yep. Willard in great moments. We've seen Giannis put up a 50 ball in a clinching game yep. of the NBA Finals. So I'm not worried about Doc with those guys. I think Doc will go in and he will set a hierarchy and he will get some structure with that defense. I don't think he's necessarily a great defensive coach, but I do think they he's will not. set more of a structure that was not present and provide some leadership that maybe Adrian Griffin did not feel like he knew how to assert himself at the right times, being a rookie coach for the first time in his career. It's a lot going on here. And I just think yeah, we're gonna we're gonna accuse you, Doc yeah. Rivers of dirty macking. We're gonna accuse Doc of stabbing him in the front. I don't know if that I don't know if that necessarily happened. I just think that the Bucks were off of Adrian Griffin really, really early. Because to be 30 and 13. And to fire a coach, that mean, that means that you're seeing things, you're hearing things that don't jive with the record. Or, or, huh, let's go in. We talked about Adrian Griffin. We talked about Doc. You mentioned this guy. You mentioned Giannis. But let's get back on it. Let's get, let's get back in here. Giannis, this is on you now. If you, if you wanted Adrian Griffin, then you didn't want Adrian Griffin. You didn't want Nick Nurse. Now you want Doc Rivers. 
Hey, I need I need the Bucks. You say on a podcast, I need the Bucks to show me that they're serious about winning. Or hey, I'm not. You know, listen, I may go somewhere else. Show me. They show you. Not only did they show you, they listen to you. So now it's time for Giannis to deliver. I thought he was in a good place when I saw the great one of the great performances. Uh, you know, top twenty. I don't want to go too far, but top twenty finals performances ever. Oh, winning higher, and losing higher teams, than that. Higher okay, than that. top ten. Higher than that. All right, top one of the top ten. One of the top ten finals performances uh, in the history of, of basketball. Game six, fifty points, and making his free throws after struggling throughout the series. I mean, just really clinching, nailing it down. Awesome. I thought that okay, like other greats, whether it's Michael or Magic or LeBron or Steph, they win one and they kind of want to hoard some. Hoard some. I don't know what you heard. Hoard. You trying to be slick. You trying to be slick. Okay. All right. They want to do that. Be slick. And and it's multiple. They get multiple championships. But Giannis, after that. After 2021, then you lose in the second round. I know, has some injuries, but you lose in the second round. Then you lose in the first round to Jimmy Butler and the Miami Heat, losing the first round. Jimmy Butler going off. Giannis, defensive player, great well, former defensive player of the year, MVP. And you got, you've got Drew Holiday checking Jimmy Butler. I know it's a bad matchup, all this stuff, but like, Vinny, what I'm trying to say is you got to take some ownership if you're Giannis. This is your team. You've made it clear. It's your team. You're the guy. You're the MVP. You're the defensive player of the year. We hold those guys to very high standards, and he's come up small the last two years. In that Miami series, down the stretch, who's got the ball? Who's got the ball at the end? It's Grayson Allen. It's Giannis passing off because he didn't want to get fouled. Grayson Allen is holding the ball as the Milwaukee Bucks are eliminated from the playoffs. You got to step up, Giannis. This is on you now. You've got your coaches out and in. You got your contract. Show me something now. Show me something. I'm a little disappointed I mean, Giannis in Giannis. The peak of his power. If you haven't heard me. Disappointed? Disappointed. That's interesting. That is interesting. Because we want players to take ownership. We want players to have their stamp, not only on the franchise, but don't make excuses. But don't skate. Take ownership without scapegoating. You, we haven't so, heard Giannis okay. speak yet. We, we haven't heard him well, speak yet. We, we don't know. You talked about the game of Clue. Of you talked about the game of Clue. Hey, I, this way, I'll, I'll, I'll take everything back if he says, look, I hired Adrian Griffin. We know it. I hired him, and I made a mistake. This is on me. <laughs> okay, he's not going, on me. He's not. I, he's I hired not the guy, and you know it, and know. you know it. I know he won't. You know he's not so, going to say that. And and nobody hoards championships nowadays. In case you didn't know, five last five years, five different NBA champions, and since 2019, Toronto, the Lakers, the Bucks, Golden State, and the Denver Nuggets. Nobody's hoarding championships anymore. But I do think it speaks to. Except, but except those guys you name, though, except those guys that you name, they <clears> all <throat> those guys from those teams do have multiples. So Kawhi, multiples. Okay, LeBron, obviously multiples. Giannis, no. Steph, yes. And now Jokic doesn't, but Jokic might. Jokic just won it. You know, recent winner. We'll see what happens with him. It's just di- it's a different club. You know that. It's just a different. It's a different level. Are you saying that? Are you saying that a man who's twenty nine years old, at the near peak of his athletic powers, is not going to get back to the NBA Finals this year? Are you telling me, Mister Boston himself? Are you telling me yeah. that the three point happy Boston Celtics are going back to the NBA Finals this year? Is that what you're telling me? Regardless of coaching. Regardless I of personnel, but I don't, Miami, he just acquired Terry Rozier yesterday too. And yeah. I am not, I, I'm not I like saying him. that there's coincidences. I'm just saying, scary Terry landed in Miami midday or or early morning, and Adrian Griffin was out by mid afternoon. I'm not saying it related. <laughs> I'm just saying right. it happened on the same day. But are you telling yeah. me? And 
That's, what I'm telling you, you you're going down the right path. Going to the NBA Finals? Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, I am because, and I, I don't think it's just Boston and Milwaukee. I, I don't know what Doc's going to do with them. He's got a lot of work to do. It's not like you just yes, you just does. plug in Doc Rivers, and and okay, here's they figure out the uh, Giannis Dame offensively, as you said, offensively it's fine. Defensively, it's a mess. It's a mess. Doc is a great offensive coach. They don't need him there. They might need his leadership. They might need him to define what the roles are and, and give that spiel that he has done many times successfully of telling players, star players, all who are used to having the ball, hey, you're going to have to have the ball. You're going to take fewer shots. It's not going to look like it's always looked, but it's going to be for the greater good. He can do that. I don't know who he's going to bring in as his defensive guru to get these guys on board. And even if he does bring in a guru, is Dame Lillard going to ball? Is D somebody else? Is Middleton going to no. do that at this point? That ain't what he's paying for. That, that's not what you're paying Damian Lillard to do. You're not paying him to be Drew Holiday. If you wanted him to be Drew Holiday, you would have kept Drew Holiday, right? Right, right. You, you want Dame, you want Dame to be Dame. This has come. This has become an increasingly offensive oriented game. And during critical moments last year and the year before, we saw that the Bucs had problems scoring. Now, some of that's because Chris Middleton has been hurt. So now you slide him down to a third option. It makes sense. All this makes sense on paper. But to me, what this comes down to, a lot of this is, comes down to is credibility. Doc Rivers can say the same things that Adrian Griffin said, but because he has championship bona fides, because he's not a first-year head coach, because he doesn't have to look at them and say, I haven't accomplished as much in my seat as they have accomplished in their roles. You got to be careful about knowing you can walk into a locker room and you're the boss, but you're not in charge. That's a fine mm. line to walk because we know who's in charge there, right? Giannis oh, yeah. is in charge. And, and this is NBA teams as a whole. This is not, this is not Giannis specific. This is Steph Curry's in charge in Golden State. All right? Like, this is what happens. LeBron's in charge. All these other different LeBron's teams. LeBron's in you charge. Know. Right, right. Le LeBron's yeah. always in charge. He literally is the coach. You know what I mean? Like that sort of thing. So you have to be careful, and you have to walk in with the experience to be able to get guys to follow you. Like guys, like some, some coaches will be incompetent, but because they believe in the coach, whether it's force of personality or his experience, they'll go behind him. But if you don't believe in what he's saying and you also don't feel like he has the credibility to say what he says – then that's where you come up with an issue. And I'm saying that that's what happened there, but I don't think that Doc Rivers will have a credibility problem in Milwaukee. There will be other issues to come up because this is that's not right. a perfectly constructed thing. Dogs are an important part of our lives. That means protecting them from parasites. Ask your vet about NexGuard Plus, a Foxaloner, Moxidectin, and pyrantal chewable tablets. NexGuard Plus chews provide one-and-done monthly protection against fleas, ticks, heartworm disease, roundworms, and hookworms. Plus, they're delicious and easy to give. Use with caution in dogs with a history of seizures or neurologic disorders. Dogs should be tested for existing heartworm infection prior to starting a preventive. Ask about NexGuard Plus Chews. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. I couldn't agree with you more. I, I couldn't agree with you more. Now, now you mentioned, hey, do I am I saying the Bucks won't be in the NBA Finals? Yes, I am saying that because it's not just about Boston or Milwaukee. Uh, Miami, I have great respect for Miami. You always have to pay attention to Miami. 
Yes. Uh, Cleveland has won uh, eight games in a row. I don't know. I don't know if they've got You're what it takes. So it's just a nice, you ain't, you ain't chipping I'm not on worried that. about Cleveland. You ain't chipping on that. Or let me go here. The man just scored 70 points. He just scored yeah, okay. 70 points. Yeah, and okay. I know it was against the, the terrible Spurs. Uh, <clears throat> he and Michael Jordan, the only two players in the history of the NBA to have a game in which you got 65 points, at least 65 points, and at least 15 rebounds. Mm-hmm. Jordan did that against the Cavaliers, 69 and 18, I think it was. Oof, good. Mm-hmm. Cavaliers mm-hmm. couldn't fi- Cavaliers mm-hmm. couldn't figure it out with Jordan, but Joel Embiid, uh, he's, he could always score, but now he's taking it up. Uh, even higher. They got Nick Nurse. You mentioned him earlier. They are a team that it's just they look a little different. They look like they have figured it out. They got the the Ben Simmons drama is behind them. The James Harden drama is behind them. Tyrese Maxey has emerged. Do you look at Embiid in Philly and say, oh yeah, I'm, I'm down. That's a finals team. They got finals ability. Do you look at them that way? No, I don't. I don't. Whoa. Why not? I don't. Why? Okay, I, I'm going to put this very delicately so that the Philadelphia fans don't think that I'm hating on their guy. I think Joel Embiid. Oh, boy. This, this is going to be doing, good. This is going to be good. I think he's doing spectacular work, right? It's indicative of a new era of the NBA, and I wrote about it. And it's very rare you see guys on the same night scoring 60 points. You know what I mean? He and Carl Towns. And, you know, teams are scoring more than they've ever scored. Joel Embiid averaging 30 points this year, 35 points, excuse me, after 33 last year, after 30 the year before. And from a skill set standpoint, from a skill set standpoint, as a scorer, not many in the league's history can say that they are on par with him. Mm-hmm. My belief is the regular season sets the standard, the baseline for how stars should perform during the playoffs. And if you are averaging 35 a night during the playoffs, that is the lowest that you can average. Not because I'm just expecting more of you, but you can't have 10-point drop-offs in the postseason like Joel Embiid has had, plus the injuries. Because guess what? If you have a drop-off during the playoffs, I'm asking players who have not been thrust into leading positions not only to raise their game, but to pick up your slack as well. That's not how it usually goes in the playoffs. Magic Johnson stepped up his game. Larry Bird stepped up his game. Steph Curry, Isaiah Thomas, of course, Michael Jordan. The years that Jordan averaged 30 and and was doing all that work, he didn't average less in the postseason. I mean, at least not until he played mm. Detroit. But he uh-huh. raised his game. <laughs> nice. He raised nice job. his game. Nice job. Nice I mean, job. Nice job. Facts are the facts. I, I can't help the facts being the facts. But Mike raised his game. He averaged 33 during the regular season. I right, call him average 37. But it's not about the numbers. It's about the expectations. It's about being able to throw you the ball and you're saying, jump on my back. We're winning this game. We're winning this series. I have yet to see Joel Embiid do that. So when you ask me, do I consider Philly in the same category as the Boston Celtics, the Phil- uh, the Miami Heat, the Milwaukee Bucks, all those teams have at least conference finals appearances. All those teams have represented the Eastern Conference and the NBA Finals in the last five years with leading players who are still there. Mm. The Philadelphia 76ers have yet to break through. They have yet to break through past the second damn round. So Ooh. I don't consider them that. And is it impossible? It's not impossible. But if past history is the greatest indicator for future outcomes, Ooh. we know what's going to happen. Okay. If that's the case. I'm, just... I'm not saying that it's not going yeah. to happen because Philly fans are going to say, Benny Sanden beat is a choker. Benny is saying that the way Philadelphia is playing now, Joel Embiid being this type of dominant scorer, you're going to ask him to be just as dominant, if not more, and history has shown us that it is hard for him to keep up that high-level performance. You know, it's funny. Uh, we talked about nicknames off the top of the show. 
nicknames that you had growing up and you couldn't share some of them. I think Philly fans may have some nicknames for you too that maybe we can't talk about those nicknames too, especially after what you just said. And I agree with you. I agree with what you said because I asked you about Philly. I set the table. I set it up and I, I passed you. Just gave it to you. Let you cook. But you know what? I agree with you, Vinny. I agree with you. I don't take Philadelphia seriously. I don't take them seriously. I, l- I look at all those numbers and all those performances. I need to see it. I need to see it. I need to see it when it matters. I've just been uh, fooled by Philly too many times to say, oh, this is different. Why have you so, been fooled? Different. What they- why did you believe? Well, I but no, I would belief. Belief is not that's too strong. It's not belief like oh, you know I'm gonna take some time out, carve out some time. Hey, here's Philly, Philly in a big moment. Here we go. Check it out. This should be a good one. No, how about last year? They're up three two. They mm. they have three two on the Celtics. Three mm. two. Mm. With a game at home. Close out game mm. at home. Mm. So they lose that one. But hey, we're up 3-2. We're, we put ourselves in this position. Hey, we know we can beat this team. Going to game seven. Ha! No show. No show in game seven. I mean, they, the, the Ben Simmons scapegoat game. Also yeah. in a game seven against, oh, because yeah. you know, Everybody's got a story about a game seven showdown with the Atlanta Hawks. No, they don't. Not since Dominique Wilkins was there. Come on. Like, so they got a game seven showdown with the Atlanta Hawks. They lose. It wasn't just Ben Simmons passing up a dunk, y'all. That, that, they love that in Philly. Just keep in mind, hey, hey, Ben Simmons, he passed up a dunk. But why were y'all in a game seven against the Atlanta Hawks? Well, you're in a better team, so I, I'm with you. I, I don't take it seriously. Another thing I don't take seriously, I'll say this. I don't think they can't get there. I'm just saying they haven't gotten there, and I will need to and, see overwhelming and, evidence before I'm just going to blind. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. Take us to summers away or winter adventures and afternoon getaways. Your dedicated Fidelity Advisor can help you open those doors by working with you on a comprehensive plan to help you reach your wealth's full potential because doors were meant to be opened. Visit fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimum supply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Kindly jump on and say that they can do it. All right. Here's another thing I don't believe in. I'm going to say this. Now, I wouldn't, I'm going to be honest with you. I wouldn't say this. If I were still covering the NBA, I wouldn't say this because, you know, a brother's got to have sources. Okay. Brother's got to, you know, you got to play the game a little bit as a beat writer or as an NBA columnist. You can't just torch everybody. You can't go scorched earth. You got to have sources. But I'll say it now. I do not believe in NBA officiating. I think it is at its absolute worst, the worst I've ever seen. And is that hyperbole or can I show my work? Can I show my work? Did I just see Vinny? Here are two things. Did I just see a last two minutes, a last two minute report? That it's their it's their information. I didn't make this up. This is from the NBA. A last two minute report. They said there were 10 missed calls in the last two minutes. 
10 missed calls. <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> okay, we all make mistakes. A couple of them, 10. So 10 missed calls, that's one. And then two, last night, Chauncey Billups and the Blazers, who are terrible, the Blazers are mm-hmm. terrible, but they're mm-hmm. protesting mm-hmm. a game. They felt like they were playing a good opponent. For once in a, mm-hmm. for, for once in the fourth quarter, with less than a minute to play, they're winning. Chauncey Billups tries to call a timeout. They don't grant him a timeout. Why don't they, why didn't they grant him a timeout? The officials say in a pool report, uh, you know, it's really hard to hear. Yeah, for the dude getting a beer. Yeah, for the dude who's like talking trash. Yeah, for somebody who's like doing a selfie and the critical moment in the game. You an official. You getting paid. <laughs> you can't hear him. You can't. Vinny, <laughs> come on, man. Come on. Hey, that, I know. I know you've seen a lot of basketball. Has officiating ever been so hmm, questionable? Has it ever been so fraught? Has it ever been so fragile? I'm being diplomatic. I think that's the word. I think that's the word. As it is right now. I I think the word fragile applies because there has been an influx of younger, newer officials. That's why you see, you know, quicker technical files, the taunting technical files, maybe not understanding flow of the game and sort of how to let stuff go. And then, you know, things get out of control. And you're like, wait a minute, why didn't the refs do it? Because, you know, like there are very few mechanisms that inexperienced officials have at their disposal, which is probably from the league because you want to have it less ambiguous and more streamlined, especially when you consider the effect on gambling on games. You don't want to leave it in a gray area. But when you have the two-minute reports, which I do like because it speaks to a level of accountability, it does lead to more questioning it does lead to more oh man the replay that i saw last night it shows these guys are incompetent the one that i believe was most egregious was the chauncey billups calling a timeout it is your job it is your job when a when a coach runs up the sideline to call a timeout <laughs> i don't care if you left the coaching box so to speak and all that stuff i don't care that a player is tied up that's one of the things that you should have context for. Oh, they might want to call a timeout here. They're tied up. The player may want to call a timeout. The coach may want to call a timeout. Someone may want to call a timeout. You're not looking for collision, high-impact collision. So when Bill Kennedy, the, the lead ref who talked to the pool reporter, said, you know, we're listening for, you know, one to three things. We're looking for who's got the ball in contact and traveling. You should also be paying attention for someone calling a timeout. When you're not listening for a timeout when a player is going to the basket trying to dunk on someone, you're looking for contact, right? When, you know, right, there's certain right. points of the game where you know I'm anticipating contact. I'm anticipating verticality. This is what I need to be looking for in case it happens or doesn't happen. When a player is tied up or, or close to getting tied up at a critical juncture of the game and it's near the baseline, you should be aware that either a player – or a coach may call a timeout. You don't predetermine it. You don't blow your whistle before you hear anything. But you have to have your ears aware that something could happen. And Chauncey Billups is as cool as they come. You rarely see Chauncey Billups get worked up. So when I see him get worked up like he did last night, he firmly believes that he's done what was necessary in that moment, and this is what happens when you're bad. When you're a bad team, when you're a bad team, you feel like everything has to go right for you to win a game, and that people right. will be predisposed to believe that you are bad for the sake of being bad. So you're going to fight extra hard to ensure, to ensure that you are giving yourself a fair shake, that the officials are giving you a fair shake, and that the team knows that you have their back. And for once last night, it looked as if the officials were unaware of game time and score. We tell players about that all the time, right? Be aware of time and That's score. That's right. The be aware. should be just as aware Situational of time and awareness. score in yep. those situations. Well, Vinny, uh, we're out of time, but I just want to say this to you. Uh, please come back next week so we can talk about the historic event of the Detroit Lions going to the Super Bowl. The Detroit Lions going to the Super Bowl. I love it. 
It's good. It's not just the storyline. It's not just emotions. It's the better football team that represents your hometown. Going to Vegas for the Super Bowl. How you feel about it? You gonna come back next week? We can talk about it. They buy a ticket. They buy a tickets to go to the Super Bowl. Is that what they doing? Is that how they gonna get there? You gotta they get past that old relationship. You gotta get past that old relationship. So you're in a new relationship now. You're safe now. Dogs are an important part of our lives, and keeping them protected is a top priority, especially against nasty parasites. That's why you gotta check out NextGuard Plus, a Foxaloner, Moxidectin, and Pyrantal chewable tablets. NextGuard Plus chews provide one and done monthly protection that kills fleas and ticks, prevents heartworm disease. Plus, it treats and controls roundworms and hookworms. That's a whole lot of protection packed into a delicious beef-flavored, soft chew designed to make monthly dosing easy and enjoyable. So the next time you're at the vet, ask about NextGuard Plus chews. They're the one and done monthly parasite protection you want for your dog. Use with caution in dogs with a history of seizures or neurologic disorders. Dogs should be tested for existing heartworm infection prior to starting a preventive. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.